0: watching but okay oh what what are you guys watching on tv yeah like what tv are, what are you guys movies the past week or i was gonna watch this the new scooby-doo animated movie that came out today uh, i thought about that is that is that out yeah damn is watching
1: outlander because that oh, was recommended to her because they hanged on I, th- I i guess so um yeah yeah. And I'm I, I'm going to try watching Community because I've never seen it. And I've Bro. I've, I've I've heard Bro. I've, I've I've heard that if you that if you like Parks and Rec in the office, that Community is normally like right up there for you.
0: Bro, you've only got a uh, month left for uh, Mad Men on Netflix.
2: So. Uh, maybe I need to do a rewatch. I'm not I wasn't in on Mad Men. I mean, I watched it, but I was not like, oh, my God, this is the best thing that I've ever seen when
0: it was on
3: I never got into Mad Men
0: oh, I don't know how man it's one of the best shows in the last what 10 years mm-hmm. is it just Christina Hendricks
2: it's it's I not just it. it's not just Christina Hendricks it's John yeah, Hamm right. being it a, a real so more for five seasons so
0: Christina Hendricks puts so much you know, so much she carries so much so much plot
4: she does carry a lot lots, lots of plot.
0: plot lots of plot Lots of plot it's Huh? She's a
3: redhead, right?
0: Hell yeah! Not, is an, a, not she a natural is a one, though, right? I thought <laughs> no, she an was. One. We she's, gotta watch those redheads because there's a lot of asshole ones. What's and she's
2: a, a natural, one, not an asshole. <laughs> she's,
1: she's married to the stoner dude from Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. The Snosberries one? The, yeah. the taste um, like
2: snozberries when he's licking the. That guy. She's married to that guy.
4: Yeah, that's her husband, husband. Oh knows.
0: yeah, I knew that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wild. Well, not truly wild. wild to be one of those snozzberries.
2: <laughs>
0: wait.
2: So you wait. So you get well, licked by the dude to get oh, licked by Christina do I,
3: Hendricks.
5: Do I have a show for you if you're trying to get licked by dudes? Talk about Oz Hollywood.
3: Oh, that's that new one on Netflix, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. seven episodes Jim long. Parsons at,
5: oh. Jim Parsons. Man, let me tell hey, you Tony about out. Jim Parsons cursing.
3: I'm a Jim Parsons fan. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm well, excited for
0: HBO Max at the end of this month just because I kind of want to watch the Big Bang Theory finally.
3: What does HBO Max give me that HBO Now doesn't?
0: Apparently, there's going to be a bunch of shit that's not on HBO Now or even like HBO like Go or whatever. Wait.
2: I've said this before, but I'm going to be the person who creates who creates the thing that like gives you one login to all of these services and I'm just gonna reinvent cable.
0: That's that's the move right there. Because that's where we're trending.
2: It's gonna come out and people are gonna be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Did you right, know that you could do is, this?
0: That's such a better idea than the sex robots we wanted you to make. <laughs> hand job robots.
3: Hand, hand job, job robots. robots, that's right. What? Hand job. Hand job robots. <laughs> yes.
4: That'll well, come
2: up later what to what I Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to we'll get to hand jobs okay. later. Don't worry. Don't worry. No, that's going to play a big part that's in our discussion later. That's a callback.
4: <laughs> Set it to how you want your.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They were. Yeah. That's that's why you're talking to me. It, <laughs> it, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get
4: to that. I have a lot of questions for everyone here.
3: I'm going to start with Derek. Derek, hmm. when I say the word super bad, what's the first thing that comes to mind?
1: The, uh, the dick drawings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because our. Because I remember we used to give Brandon when this movie came out, we used to give Brandon so much shit about it because that seemed like something that he would do. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> yes, the character, used to draw dicks? yeah, the character of Seth feels very Brandon. Absolutely, it's not just drawing dicks, but really it starts
0: there. I was going to answer that question with, do you know how many foods are shaped like dicks? All the, time? <laughs> the best, the best one. Yes.
5: So no rebuttal on his part. <laughs>
0: I, you know, I could, I can, I definitely understand why they would say Seth and 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 me and the,
5: yeah, I, I, I get mean, that. My rebuttal, you know, for that would be, you know, Jonah Hill's funny and Brandon is not.
0: Well, I'm, oh, wow. I've never oh, heard. I have never get been him. accused of not being funny.
3: So Brandon, super bad. Tell me, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word super bad?
0: The fake ID scene definitely sticks out as one of those ones that uh, is a classic. And so, like, that, the movie is just so quotable. Like, there are so many quotes. And I actually, I used to get into an argument um, with uh, another girl who would, who used to say that Mean Girls was the most quotable movie ever. And my rebuttal was always no, it's super bad. Super bad is the most quotable movie I feel like of all time there's just so many great one-liners in super bad i feel like anchorman was up there for a while too
2: yeah i mean anchorman anchorman is mine but super super bad super bad i i did i was watching this again and i you know i have in the outline i have okay favorite quotes section and i was just like i can't put I can't keep i've put like three down in the first five minutes like i can't i can't keep doing this throughout the movie the favorite quote section is going to be you know 55 quotes
3: long
5: well just real quick just like amongst our circle of friends you know uh, i'm not sure how many of you guys remember i think maybe brandon will how we just use dtf for anything like Hey, do you want to hang out this weekend? Yeah, DTF. Like
0: I think I think we, we still use DTF for pretty much anything that we're down to do, but we take yes, you know, obviously but not now it's down. To the do literal of down
5: version time. of it. And I just remember uh In college, I was hanging out with my friend. uh, I'm not I assume we're not naming names on this in case they don't wanna be recognized.
2: (laughs) Roped Uh, into this conversation.
5: (laughs) I remember hanging out with a friend and I was uh, she was like, Do you wanna hang out and do whatever? And I I, out of you know, used to saying DTF, I was like, Yeah, I'm DTF. And she's like, Wait, what? And I'm like, What do you think's gonna happen here? (laughs) Right. You're not in that circle of friends. We use that term very loosely. Shoot, that shot. I was thinking about this when I rewatched it. Did DTF originate
3: with this movie? I don't, I don't remember being down to fuck before
2: watching this movie. <laughs> so I don't know what I, I used to say to relay that, that message. I don't know what it was.
5: I'm going to attribute possible. it to this movie. It started by for
4: 2007. Me. You were not DTF.
5: No, I was
2: scared of fucking, to be honest with you. <laughs> um,
5: <laughs> I don't know what to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, it says, I mean, listen. So you were a Fogle. You were like, very <laughs> loose. No, please, please, Nick, sir. Nick was a, I was, was not of Fogel. as
5: cool as Fogle in high school.
2: I, yeah. Exactly, exactly. The balls to get a fake ID with one name on it, I would never. I would never. Are you kidding me? And to wear that vest, he was rocking that vest. Anyways.
1: <laughs> Look like loose a
2: lab. internet research says down to fuck in use since 2007, having being mentioned in the film super bad. So at the, at the very least propels it into the national conversation, the lexicon. That's wild. I didn't even Pop think about that. culture
3: phenomenon. Jen, yes. when I say super bad, what do you think?
4: For talking scenes, mine is when they come off the bus after Seth can't find anything to wear. So he has to go into what's space's name in the movie.
5: Evan's dad's
4: closet and they come off the bus and then they see Fogo also wearing the vest and he's like, what the fuck? Well, now it's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They just come
4: off. They come off of the bus just like full vibe.
2: Yeah. In in slow motion, like with music, I think there's some music sting.
3: Yes.
4: Until the end, like that's kind of their high point.
3: Antonio, what about you?
5: I mean, I kind of go back to that. There's just so many quotes and I go back to that DTF. Um, the and I know we're going to talk about random you know cameos in there you know another one of those is the people never forget by is it Dave Franco yes it's like how yes. often do we do that that do we yes. go back to that anytime we don't want to let any one of our friends forget one of their low points
2: which is very, yeah. often, very often that's how you got you have to humble your friends exactly
5: you don't let your friends know what your weaknesses are
3: wait all right nick
2: i think of uh i don't know i mean i in my head when i hear super bad i'm like instantly transported to like the senior my senior year of high school it's not like a it's not i don't think of a scene necessarily i just think of like the vibe of high school really which is i mean you know like it's 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 obviously very present throughout like this is this is the movie that i feel like got me and my friends the best essentially that I right. like, it was crazy. Like I saw myself and the people that I knew up on the screen. And that was like the first time that that had, that had ever happened Really,
3: You had people in your life that you could identify to each character and say, Oh, that reminds me of so-and-so that reminds me of so-and-so or so. Right. right so-and-so right. would say that, life. you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
5: But you, Ryan, what do you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you, say the word super bad.
3: Super bad was the first movie I ever saw at Alamo draft house. So like, I, it'll always be not a sponsor. It'll always be that thing where I'm like, first movie I ever saw when I moved to Austin. First thing I did was we went to the movies and saw super bad because the thing that stuck out the most was the trailer. It was one of the first movies that I had seen where the trailer lived up to the movie. And so when someone says super bad, that's exactly what I think of is Fuck, I wish they made trailers that actually matched how good the movie is. And in re-watching the movie, I actually watched the movie today. And, God, it just from, from the get-go, it's quotable. Every, like, the first hour of this movie, you can almost, not recite because you know the lines, but you know what joke is coming because it just makes so much sense because half the things that they say you kind of say in your daily life like I, I mean i don't know we i know we don't say dtf but like when we when we hear that we know what it means and i forgot that it like came from like this movie so yeah. that's what i think of
5: and so it's interesting that you say that it's the trailer that brought you to it um for me personally i'm looking at the release date right now august 17th 2007 Last time I was in Mexico, was the month of August, 2007. So I missed out on the trailer and everything. Uh, so for me, it was kind of word of mouth. I think this is, prob- this is probably the last era of movies where YouTube still isn't a thing. You're not really having, I guess, not readily access to movie trailers and everything. So you're relying on, we're starting school probably, what, two or three weeks after this? We're starting our senior mm-hmm. year of high school. And so God, the yeah. buzz around talk is the but. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. So we're, I'm going back to school, and all of my friends at the time, except Derek, because hashtag I hate Derek, are talking about how great <laughs> Superbad was, which, you know, again, it kind of goes back to w- probably one of the last eras where we'll go based off of word of mouth uh, in a social environment <clears throat> to figure out, oh, I'd. Need to see this movie to see what the hype is all about. because um, I know I was not with Derek, Nick, and Brandon to see this movie. Yeah,
3: the yeah. word of mouth, the word of mouth thing takes because this was pre Twitter, pre really, I guess. I mean, Facebook was around, but it wasn't the phenomenon it is today where everyone talks about everything. So, yeah, yeah this had been, to be word of mouth. It's a
2: great MySpace line when Joe Lachulio <laughs> is like, you guys. You guys on MySpace? <laughs> That's and right. I was like, oh man, this is a 2007 movie. Okay,
3: all right, yeah, MySpace. You're mentioning this was going into your senior year of high school, and I was when I was re-watching the movie, I was I knew you guys were either senior year of high school or just graduated or somewhere in that in that realm of time, and I really appreciated the fact that Seth Rogen threw in the Zach Morris line. Where he was he like, And she dated so and so. He looks like fucking Zach Morris and I was like, Okay, someone my age knows exactly what the hell they're talking about. So I'm I'm glad that they kinda when they wrote this movie, they they included, you know, several different generations, I guess.
2: That's good. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Because I mean obviously, you know, like the the thing for me, and I think for a lot of people, you know. Here, I guess that the majority is that it felt very targeted because we were literally living what was happening on the screen. And I wondered what it would, I mean, you know, to me, I would think that it would appeal to everybody, but I was wondering your perspective on that, like how it, um, I guess, how it played. I mean, there weren't, there were cultural references, but there's not a whole lot of cultural references. It doesn't make, you know, it doesn't make jokes that are generation specific very often.
3: I read somewhere that someone was saying that Jonah Hill's best movie in this kind of genre was it was a toss up between Superbad and 21 Jump Street and 21 Jump Street had a lot more references to where I could relate to because I I felt kind of the same way as they do in that movie. We're like, fuck, if I had just if I had been born 10 years later, I'd be the coolest dude in high school. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of my thought,
0: which I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Right,
3: right, exactly. <laughs> Where super bad, we all relate to those characters. We really? all felt like no one was confident, and I think that's one of the greatest things about this movie is you see their confidence build throughout the movie. Kind of like Fogel towards the end, you know, when he's just like, "Fuck it!" He sees that girl dancing, he's like, "I'm just gonna go do it. I don't care." These cops think yeah. I'm cool, so I am cool, and I'm gonna go for it. I'm McLovin'. It,
2: I have an alter ego. <laughs> right, I have an alter ego. I'm shoot McLovin'. Or shoot. You know. Yeah. That's that's exactly why I'm not McLovin. Exactly. Right there. That scene right there.
3: That's why I'm
0: not him. I think this movie for me at least holds a special place because of all the things that you guys said. But also in two thousand seven I was working at a movie theater and when this movie came out and I remember that weekend uh, I was working the like the entrance where we the the ticket taking stand. I remember like thirteen or fourteen people from high school like, Hell, hey man, what's up? And I'm like, Oh, hey, what are you here to see? And they're like, super bad. And I'm like, Don't even worry about paying for a ticket, I'm gonna just let you in. And we just let <laughs> in a bunch of fucking people
5: and you check the ch- we got in of trouble for it later.
0: But it was it was just it was one of those things like it was it was necessary to let just like my right. fellow high school kids in to right. see this movie.
3: Doing a public service.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
3: This movie was that was just that
2: good. Jen was Jen was saying we we had talked about how we had first seen this, the the circumstances under which we first saw this movie. And she said that she watched on DVD. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I Brandon. Brandon did not get her in. But I was like, I'm pretty sure that Brandon just like got me in to watch this movie. I feel like he was just like, listen, you need to watch this movie. That's because Brandon could do whatever he wanted at Metro because they couldn't fire him. God, it was a beautiful time under 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 these circumstances. I, I was very appreciative. I mean, I was always very appreciative, but especially for this movie.
3: For us, for our kind of generation, if you were born mid 80s, early 90s, this has to be like the number one coming of age movie. Like like when I talk when I talk to people a bit older than me, or like I ask, like, you know, what what do you what what's the one movie that like defines high school and they go back to like fast times and i'm like you know fast times is good you know it's a classic you watch it and you're like oh yeah but it feels completely dated this being 13 years old to me does not feel dated really at all as you know like a as
2: a teenager or like slightly older then like this is this is foundational for you essentially because this is right. for all of the you know like for kids who are younger than us you know, it's a whole different thing and communication is different. And, you know, you you watch like eighth grade or something like that. And and you see like a completely different um, social sort of environment and you see something, you watch these movies that are later that are, sorry, earlier, I guess, chronologically, you know, you watch fast times, you watch dazed and confused, you watch, you know, Ferris Bueller or something. And you're like, okay, well, that's what high school used to be like. And this is just, okay. This is like, you're saying this, for me, you're, you're probably right. I mean, I think this is my number one. This is my number one coming of age movie just just for the reason. I mean, not just for the reason there's there's a million reasons and we'll probably get to quite a lot of them. But I mean, especially because this is this feels very targeted
3: to me. I throw this movie into like the single day movies like you have uh, Ferris Bueller. You've got uh, Dazed and Confused. The entire movie takes place in that one day. I, I know it's weird to say. I mean, obviously, days and confused seems like the most realistic to happen in one day. But I feel like super bad that could happen in one day. Sure. you are like, yeah. you know, the entire movie that takes place. It 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 doesn't feel far fetched. Whereas like Ferris Bueller, you're like that shit wouldn't happen. Like you can't you can't fit in all that in one day. And the Cause we we just are you kidding me? God, that's like my dream right there. Yeah. <laughs> Derek would totally sing in a parade. I could see Derek doing it. Think, He'd absolutely do it.
1: I would, but I think the most I ever did when I skipped school was when, when I went to go see Spider-Man 3, and that wasn't worth it. Is that is that when you when you slid off the road? Yeah, leaving your house.
5: Yeah. Mm. Well, that was your problem with that day, not Spider-Man 3. But, I mean, I think that this
0: movie, just for me, it just resonates so much because it, the, like you said, it, it it, it feels like all of this could happen in a day, but also just like the real, it, it just feels so realistic. I mean, it felt like, you know, Jules rolls in like the, this popular crowd, or at least this crowd that, you know, is throwing parties in high school. And, you know, it, for the average kid in high school, you're probably not rolling in a crowd that is going to, a, going to high school parties, but, you know, you finally get this invitation to go and it's, you know, it's like it's this, it's the coolest thing. And, you you know, you, you want to make a good impression. And, I, you know, I to, to me, it just it, the, the realism behind it is is what makes it such a good film. As opposed to like some of those other movies you name, like Ferris Bueller, where maybe it, it couldn't happen in a day or maybe, it, you know, some of those some of those scenes. Couldn't happen, but every scene in Super Valley you could definitely see happening. Maybe minus, you know, um, you know, Fogle and the in the cops, but
2: right, right. That's the which I thought was an interesting. Like I don't, I just, I feel like it was almost like a TV show where you've got like a B plot at a certain point. I mean, I know they wind up coming back together, but for the whole movie, it's just it's just McLovin and the officers doing like increasingly ridiculous stuff, <laughs> and it works. It works, you know, to perfection.
5: Yeah, my cop ride along was nothing like that.
2: No, it wasn't. It's probably you didn't li- get to- It's probably it's probably
1: different from the backseat. seat.
5: Oh. <laughs> that's not what, That's not the occasion I was talking about. But okay,
3: <laughs> that was a separate
5: occasion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> None of my ride-alongs have wound up
3: like. At the time when I saw this movie, I knew who Seth Rogen was because of Freaks and Geeks. So I I knew who Seth Rogen was. I kept wanting to go back. Like, why are they focusing on this other guy? Why? Bill Hader's just fucking hilarious. Yes. It's just so good in this movie. And and then I remember watching Tropic Thunder and being like, oh, it's the cop from Superbad. I didn't really watch a whole lot of Saturday Night Live at that point. But I I just rewatching him just... He's so good. He's just so, so, so good.
2: Yeah, I think he's better than Seth Rogen in this movie. Yes.
3: super bad. I've seen little bits and pieces here and there, but I haven't rewatched the entire film in its entirety in one sitting uh, in probably, honestly, about 10 years. And rewatching it, I was like, man, they are fucking mean to Fogle. Like, they are mean to him. But back then, when I, I remember watching, I was like, God, this guy's kind of a little bitch. Like, that's the thing is that like high school kids
2: are fucking
3: mean. They are.
2: It's just accurate.
3: But what also, what else changed was I 10, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, I was like, man, more Seth Rogen, less this other cop guy. And rewatching it today, I was like, less Seth Rogen, more Bill Hader. Like you just appreciate and you see things differently, I guess, as you age and go along. But This whole time I was rewatching it. I was like, man, they're, I was like Seth's really mean or or Jonah's really mean to Fogel's character in this yes. movie. Yes. Like wow.
5: You can't call him what you called him anymore.
2: No. No you can't. There are that's one of the things that you cannot that dates this movie is mm-hmm. that there are things said in this movie that you can't say anymore.
5: You can't do this movie in 2020 uh just with the environment that we're in and the language and some of the stuff that happens like and I want to tread carefully here but like the the part the where Seth is yeah I'm gonna get Jules drunk and you know we're gonna have sex make her my girlfriend for the summer you can't do that in this environment right. not that you should have been able to do it in two thousand seven just to be clear right, right but
2: I mean so you, you think that it's just like it, it's like a coarseness I guess like people are just being sort of um
0: I think, I think people are probably more. I think we're more informed.
2: Not that I didn't understand and respect personal boundaries. um,
3: But yeah, let's clear that. We all
5: respect the personal boundaries. Let's, we all did. You
2: know, like I see what you're, I get what you're saying Antonio about there just being sort of like this pervasive attitude of, you know, it's like, we weren't trying to be, we weren't trying to be rude or, or, you know, like trying to be, for it wasn't an intentional thing. Like we really wanted to disrespect or hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. It was just like, there was like a looseness with the way that we talked or, or did stuff, you know?
5: Right. Yeah. And so So, it's not just like the, like I, I went ahead and went to like the, you know, I'm going to get her drunk and we're going to fuck and it's going to be great. Like scene. But like we talked about earlier, the, the Fogle, like how, how rude he was. Like that's the whole bullying thing and the whole anti-bullying campaign that we have going on now. Like you, I don't know that you can get away with having a character like that. Uh, And it be maybe endearing is not the right word, but I feel like we see, you know, we talk about how, you know, in the notes we talked about how maybe this is one of Jonah Hill's, you know, better comedic performances and how the character, how this might be the best character in the film. But like can you say that if, if this came out summer of 2019 would we be having that same opinion
2: I with you. I mean I would that's the thing that I would because
5: and so people are of our generation maybe but like if right, but, this but is geared towards I a 2019 17 year old kid right you know right. are I they having think the same would, opinion I don't
2: think that would work. Yeah. I think that you've seen that. We'll get to this. Li- we'll get to this later. But I mean, there is a, there is a modern version of this movie.
3: A ripoff version. Ooh. you're lucky
0: she's not here. You are lucky. Oh, I will. I will
3: die on that hill.
0: We're gonna talk about it later, but. I don't think that it's fair to call this movie that movie a ripoff of. We'll
2: get, I, all, I'm, all I was trying to say was that yes, we'll we'll have this discussion. That it sounds oh, like will. there's a lot of meat what on I this bone. Say, is the
4: only female here
2: completely different? There we go. Okay, well, we'll, get we'll get to that. All I was
3: gonna say.
4: Feel free to ask me any questions.
3: I'm- <laughs> i I want to ask Jen a question, but Nick, I want you to finish your thought.
2: Well, all I was all I was gonna say is that that character doesn't like that sort of attitude doesn't exist in that movie. Like people are people are kind of mean to one of the characters, but they're not. They're not Seth Rogen. I'm sorry, not Seth Rogen. They're not Seth
0: Jonathan.
3: as
2: Jonah Hill mean to anybody because that just doesn't exist.
0: Bringing the conversation kind of back to this movie not being made now versus back then, uh, I think Michael Sarah at some point his character is like, "Hey man, you can't you can't say things like that." And yes. I think that I think that at least that would that that's a real character for now. In that you have that friend that is so is hyper aware of things that you cannot say because they're offensive or they're you know they're uh, they're not politically correct. I guess would be the best word for that. Um, I think Michael. I think Michael Sarah's character was probably ahead of his time in terms of.
3: I think, and, yeah. and I wouldn't say ahead of his time because to be respectful to a woman in that position is not necessarily ahead of their time. Like that's what you should yeah. do. I think yeah, that I in watch. today's in today's <laughs> society, we look back at that and we're thinking that's how we should have always been.
2: Yeah, no, of I related to Michael
3: my- Sarah's character.
2: Hey. Who, who among us? I mean, he takes exactly. it to the, that's the thing is that he extends it out. He extends like a normal sort of like reasonable way of dealing with situations or thinking about situations like this. And he extends it out into this awkward sort of Michael Sarah zone where it's like, I still like she's obviously wanting. Uh, and again, like she does say, oh, my gosh, like, I'm sorry, I don't remember the things that happened last night. No, it, right. right. So it, it's for the best. But there are situations, and you know, it's like he's 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 always concerned that he's not actually receiving the signals that he has been clearly getting. Like she is right. very clearly interested in him. I'm not just talking about like when she's drunk. Like she's she's very clearly interested in him. But he's like
5: he's like, oh yeah, I don't know how me and Seth, you know, we we always do stuff together. I guess it suck in college. <laughs> Derek, you had a lot of girls hitting on you in college in I was high
2: Eric, who did you identify with here? Was it, was it the cool kid? I don't, I don't even know. Like, I was, I, did you, you could you couldn't identify anyone.
3: Our, re, our resident hunk. I, I was
1: definitely not the cool kid. <laughs> um, So I, I thought, I thought that Michael sara's character really brought balance to everything because there's definitely people, I mean, in our own friend group that I, that like Brandon said, you know, you can relate to the characters. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's definitely it, it definitely reminds me a lot of high school for us. But I don't I don't think anybody goes through high school thinking they're the, thinking they're the cool kid. Um, I think everybody in their own mind kind of feels like they're like they're a bit of, they're a bit of Michael Saro's character. They're a bit of Jonah Hill's character, because um, I mean, shit, we used to I mean, we used to go to the gas station and get gas station hot dogs in the morning before school. And like, it was the same, it was the same conversation. It was the same conversations. Or we'd go pick Nick up at his house and then drive to the McDonald's closer to his dad's. And it's, it's the same before school. It's the same, it was the same type of conversations. And I think, um, you know, for us, I, I think it hit at the perfect time because that was, you know, that was like our senior year before we went off to college and everybody went their separate ways. I mean, we're still obviously, you know, together, but there was that, you know, it's, it's right before you go off into that great unknown, and you don't know what the next couple of years are going to be like. And so it resonates with you at that, you know, that final scene at the escalators at the mall. We were like, oh, crap, you know, this is this is us. It resonated with me because I was like, because I mean, Nick's super smart. So I was like, all right, he's going to go to UT and I'm doing the military thing. So I was like, you know, what if we don't stay in touch? I mean, obviously we did. But even like, you know, people that were like, you know, like like Brandon and Antonio like and like we're all still all still friends and everything but there's definitely that great unknown when you're 18 and you're about to graduate and you don't know what the next step is
2: so that's that's something that we didn't really haven't really addressed because obviously this is for, first and foremost like a really really fucking funny movie but so the thing that I feel like you're saying is that the thing that really amplifies the way that this movie hits you is The real sort of emotion in the background
1: yeah yeah it 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 skims the surface of being very real and it you know it's not till it's not till the end of the movie that you realize when the you know when those days are gone you know you're gonna you're gonna miss them it's like uh it's like the quote from the office i wish there was a way to know you're in the good times before you while you were still in them
3: right that's the next tattoo i'm getting by the way so because it's true Yeah.
1: Not, Don't not, make fun of me. Not I know the, y'all
3: are all laughing inside.
1: Now, now, do I think I'm is. laughing on the outside? Like, do I think that <laughs> high school, high school was the best time of our life? Absolutely not. Like, no, no not, sure. gosh,
2: not, not even close. Not even, sure, sure, not even It was close. fucking terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're all doing pretty damn good compared to where we were in high school. Um, that senior year, where, where you know you're going off in the great unknown. Should I remember? I remember specifically. There was a conversation with Brandon when we were driving home one day, and I was talking about like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna. I'm going to join the military. I'm going to do this afterwards. And I remember Brian telling me like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm surprised that you have such a solid idea of what you're going to do next. And I was like, I was like, I don't like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I was like, nobody knows what we're, nobody knows what we're doing. It's all the great unknown. And I think that, I think that super bad captured that at the very end.
2: I think about this movie is very funny. I know I keep going back to this, but like, all of the things that the the things that really stick with me are are the funny bits but i mean it's just surprising that they were able to make this sort of have some emotional depth and convey that sort of thing you know i i put in the outline something talking about you know like normalized talking about emotions in male friendships which is um you know something that we did as high school kids you know we had our we did. had our we had a we had a we had Denny's runs late night Denny's runs where we where we talked about talked about our feelings. Um, but it's just it's crazy to see that depth in this this kind of movie. Essentially, I mean, you know, the other movies that sort of come out around now that are from these sorts of people, or even like even other you know, we talked about other high school movies, coming of age movies that are comedies that don't have this. Depth and it's not even like a forced depth. That's the thing is that this feels very real,
0: very real. And yeah. I,
2: you know, we keep coming back to this word like this feels like accurate to you know, real, you know, like this feels lived in. This feels all of these things that are just, it just felt true to me as like my personal, you know, the things that happened. But it's not that's not easy to do. And it yeah, it's, it's not book smart where it
3: feels like, like it forces the whole ooh, deal. That's right. I did it. Ooh. I threw it down right now. <laughs> well, I'm going to go there. Antonio, okay. you you I know you're on my side on this. I know you're on my side on this.
0: You know what? I liked Book Smart.
3: I you know what? I did too. I I really did, but the whole time, and I don't know if it's just because Jonah Hill and Beanie are our brother and sister, and I just kept thinking, God, this is kind of a rip. It was a great movie. It it really was. I, I really enjoyed it, but I just kept coming back to Super Bad.
0: And I think I think, you know, I mean, and Olivia Wilde said that, you know, like this is not a super bad remake, or this isn't me trying to do super bad. And this may also sound sexist, but I is it is is it harder to do female led comedies? Yes.
2: Wait, harder harder because because what? Because the here we what, go. Wh- why why would it be? No, why I'm, would it I'm be asking
0: harder? the question. I'm asking the question. Is it harder to do female led comedies? Because like you said, I mean, we're talking about super bad, and like super bad has obviously this comedy on the top surface and then underneath it, it has like this emotional, this emotional ride. Whereas book smart, there is, there's an emotional, uh, confrontation, but it just, it doesn't feel, it doesn't connect as well as super bad did. And so like, is it harder, I guess, for these female led comedy, was it harder for this, because was it harder for Booksmart because it was female driven?
3: No, you know I'm just giving it shit because I I look at it more like how movies like The Magnificent Seven, Blues Brothers has this, Ocean's Eleven does, Inglorious Bastards does. They all kind of get different tropes from like Seven Samurai, and I kind of feel like Booksmart took a lot of what Superbad had and remade it into this female driven movie which i i'm not gonna lie i really enjoyed book smart i just kept coming back to super bad the entire time because it made me feel those same kind of feelings that super gave me
1: hey guys all right well i'm gonna have to head out it's about my time to go so just like at the end of super bad we're going our separate ways so i'm gonna head on down the escalator
2: all right guys let's talk about porn stars now
1: a friend that delicia works with saw alexis texas won its work off competition at the office restaurant in Cabo. And I saw the video today. It was pretty, pretty top tier. She deserved to win. Good for oh, her. Oh, she absolutely deserved to win.
2: Seems unfair.
3: The only other one I'd like to see since we're on this subject right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got to get this. You got to get this in. Amanda's going to be on all the other podcasts. You got oh, to see, but, but
3: Amanda would like to see this person too. And that's Christy Mack. I would oh, love to see okay. Christy Mack in person. Holy yeah. shit. And she's always in Shreveport every March, and I'm always like, Fuck, "Wow, man. If I going Amanda, be. why did have why did Corona
5: s- have to hit in March this year?
3: No <laughs> shit,
0: no shit. That would actually be a pretty fun <laughs> little weekend. To,
3: but I hear she's short. I hear she's itty bitty, like Loves tiny, tiny shaved head.
5: She, she sure looks should. tall in her pictures. The right?
0: Yeah, you get the vibe that she's tall in her pictures. Yeah, In her pictures. Her Mac her five foot two.
2: Five foot two.
5: She, she looks five She's seven, a seven five eight. She's still dating War Machine,
2: right? No, no, no
5: she put that dude no away for a, for a while.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, he's in prison. Okay, good. Yeah. Can we watch that one? We're not gonna watch the Dark Knight XXX. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait a minute. What are we talking about? What are we? Gonna, what are we watching?
0: <laughs> we just throw our viewers for a loop one week and just review of one. It of wasn't that good. Pornos. Just to be clear, it wasn't
2: that good. Terrible, terrible.
0: Like we review, like the that one expensive one, a Stagnetti's Revenge or some shit.
3: I don't know it, what that is, Brandon. <laughs> if, if, if we want to, if we want to bring this back to super bad, does anybody realize that the movie opened up them talking about porn, yes. discussing yep. which porn? <laughs> Perfect ten. You're right. Uh, <laughs> I want I want some production value with them. If I'm paying top dollar, I want production value in my yes. porn.
0: Yes, yes. But who? But those does are real little conversations. Little production value in their porn.
5: I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of want more of, of a story, fish. but whatever.
2: That that goes into production value too. You got to pay a writer. <laughs> you
3: do. Good or bad, you still have to pay them. Okay, so Jen, I'm I'm really interested because in reviewing last week's episode and listening to the the audio a million fucking times you were the big proponent of super bad you're the one that actually said the words and talked about it so <laughs> i want to know would you make super bad in 2020
4: not in the same way
3: no. what would you change
4: definitely some of the dialogue I guess that you can't. Well, so like I actually said earlier, I was like, "Well, who was this movie made for?" Because there is certain people who obviously would not go see this. So there is things you could get away with. So oh, obviously, the movie start like the regular super bad starts off. It's very um, dirty humor. Yeah, I can. Just, right. the, the men laugh. The, the women in the movie laugh, but like, who was it made for? Teenage boys? Like, who was it? Yeah, okay, like, yeah. I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was it, it was written it. by teenage boys. I didn't right. I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Shouts to shouts Seth Rogen. Seth Evan Rogen and
3: Evan Goldman wrote it when they were like thirteen. Apparently, yeah. they started writing yeah. when they were thirteen. Yes. So
0: you don't think this movie was made for teenage girls necessarily? No. I as a
4: teenage girl, I enjoyed it. I watched this movie repeatedly on my PS2 to fall asleep to.
3: Shouts Multiple,
4: to the PS2, like not in a weird way, but like. <laughs>
5: And not a movie I would put on as background noise.
4: Yeah, Well, I, I saw nothing wrong with this movie as a 15-year-old
2: girl. Right.
4: Which, okay.
2: Right, but you're saying it sort of like filters out people that it's not really for. Like basically yeah. immediately too, which makes sense. I mean, you like that's how you you set the tone Didn't for that movie to. pretty early. And then like if it's not your kind of movie, you're like, all right, well, I'm I'm out. Like, I don't know. I feel like you could do that.
4: You could do that now. There's just it depends on how far you I don't know. I think Superbad did everything
2: 2020 is a very inclusive time. We try to get it's as many It's inclusive,
4: people. but it's also restrictive. Mm. I think <laughs>
3: that I think the Superbad could have been made in 2020 because it doesn't it's not as bad as we think it is when it in 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 those terms in the Sure. the the and don't get me wrong; it, it's still there's some things in there that you're just like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that way, I wouldn't phrase that way. We we don't do that. We don't call. I'll, I'll just say it. We don't call Fogel Faggle today, like that's Like that's one of those things you just don't do. Ultimately, I, the message is still appropriate in this day and age, where they didn't go through with anything. There was no, you know, at at the end of the day, Evan's character was very respectful to, to in the circumstances that he was put in. And I think Seth's character realized like that. I was so stupid to think if I got her drunk, I could, could, could have sex with her when really the whole reason why, and he says it in the movie, the whole yeah. reason why he wanted to get her drunk was so that she could see him in a different way, because how could right. she ever be attracted to someone like him? It right, wasn't, right. She it, it wasn't never, to be malicious. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It was just like, what? What could I possibly do to make her even consider being around me?
3: Basically. Exactly. Exactly.
0: But I think I think the conclusion, though, that he takes it to in that particular scene where he's like, "I'm gonna make her my girlfriend," and that's what he says. It's like three solid months of pounding vods before college. Like <laughs> I think that's where. You yes. know, you, yes. you, you get the, oh, we can't do that these days
2: kind of thing. Yeah, Jin, right. Jin well, did note that when we were talking about this, is that, that that whole mentality is real rough.
4: Well, that and his entire character was all talk.
2: Well, that's the it's other like, thing. If is she
4: that... were to genuinely present him with, like, her... He'd probably fucking cower down and be like, I, I don't, I don't know, I, know what to do. Yeah. That, I don't know. I've never seen a vagina.
3: <laughs> I mean, but he clearly he, has.
4: He's all talk throughout the whole movie. Like he gets bit on. Like he talks like he's a badass, but he's brought down time and time again. Like when Evan leaves him in the cafeteria and he's sitting there by himself. Like sure, he's brought down. He, right, he's just talk the whole
2: time. You know, like that was that was what it was like. Is that like I mean, you're uh, that's what I, high school kids, men, boys were like when I was a high school boy. Is that like? you talk a bunch of shit, really. Like, you know, like, you talk a bunch of shit, but you're not really any... You're not shit, essentially. That's that's what it is. And it felt very accurate.
3: Oh, it did. Th- there was one particular line, you know, you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. And he goes... Yes,
2: the funny thing about my back is it's located on my cock. And- yes, the number of times that we, in our friend circle, repeated that line, like, that was, that was one of the classic lines when it came out, was... The funny thing about my back is it's on my cock, and he just sits there and is like, "Oh shit!" that did like, not land. That's, that's the thing that I would say to my friends, but like clearly doesn't work in this situation. Brandon, I feel like Brandon has legitimately said that to a girl before,
0: <laughs> boy, is it gonna make me look bad on the uh it's no, okay no, no, commentary no, when we make the movie of this.
5: We can edit this out
0: yeah i i I, a, I probably have said it more times than I should have.
3: But there's there's just so many good lines in this movie.
5: I mean, I'd like to circle back to to J- the Jules character a little bit because I don't think we really touched on her a lot. Um, yeah, we
2: haven't really talked about characters. Yeah. So let's, let's um, start with Jules. yeah. and so
5: we're kind of talking about how, you know, how how she's kind of a the cool chick, right? Like she Is she was, though? Well, she was. She wasn't against, you know, dating, you know, Seth. Really, you know, Seth. we talked about how in his mind he had to go through all these steps just to get her to date him. Yet yeah. we see at the end, you know, she, yeah, she's pissed at him, but like she genuine, she kind of enjoys his company. You know, she's laughing at his jokes in the home ed class.
0: Well, I, I think I think where you're going is very relatable, though. Like I think that any you know, for most of us in high school, that's a very real like. You know, take Nick Dream. for instance, who was very popular with the girls in high. I hate school, you. I hate and... you so
2: much. I hate you. <laughs> that's
0: what I heard. Actually, I was no one. And, no, one you told you that, no one told I you that. Said, no one told you that. Shut no, I'm
3: serious. I heard. I don't know if it was from Amanda or Derek or Antonio or or Brandon. Somebody was like, dude. <laughs> it was. It was literally no one. You know, Nate, yeah, no, Nate it was had, a, it was at Derek's. Grown. It was at Derek's graduation. I was sitting next to you, and they were like, "Dude, this dude used to fucking slay." <laughs> he was the. They were like, "He," I think to quote Superbad, they were like, "He's the Iron Chef of Vaj.
0: <laughs> but you know, I I think you know, I think that that's you know, again, one of those things in this movie that's you know relatable is that you have, um, this character who thinks that he needs to be someone else or something else in order to impress this girl where like his, you know, his personality is, you know, enough, but he's unaware of it. And so like, you take that back to like, you know, we're talking about Nick and how like (laughs) popular he was with, you know, girls in high school, like girls, girls love Nick's personality for whatever reason in high school. But, you know, Nick probably was pretty, well, I know Nick was pretty oblivious to it. Just to be clear, you're telling me that you identify me as Seth in this in this movie. I think in terms of talking about being oblivious to okay. female attention, oh. you were the Seth.
5: Nah, you were straight movie. Evan. Yeah, Evan. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm
0: Evan. I'm Evan. Evan God damn it. And,
5: and I'm sure there a
3: little fogle in there.
5: Every guy has been Evan I at one right? point or another. <laughs> <Don't
3: you? laughs>
2: yes everyone i mean you know part of being i feel like that's the that's the other thing is that like you know to your point brandon this whole idea of being oblivious i feel like you know we and we've spoken on this even the popular kids can get oblivious about these sorts of things like no one really when you're that age you don't really like i don't know there's not really like a good
3: you don't have a firm self-understanding like it's i think that's what makes a great movie and and not just a great plot or great storyline in a film but if you can relate to each one of the main characters in some way shape or form because you can look at evan you can look at seth you can look at fogel and say i've been that particular guy in this situation or i've been that girl if you look at like jules's character or, or becca's character i think that's what makes a completely just Awesome film is when you can look at the characters and say how you re, or and see how you relate to them. And I think we've all related. Nick just relates a little bit more in certain aspects than others. Don't. <laughs> I was going
2: to say, I thought you were going to say Fogel. Um, nope. I, I think that that's absolutely necessary in these coming of age films that we're talking about, which is why, you know, again, this movie is like the top of the heap essentially for me because I can't identify with Ferris Bueller. He's got Mia Sara and he's singing in parades. And I can't really, you know, that's I can't get down with that. I put who I thought the MVP of this movie was in our little outline. I personally think that the MVP of this movie is Seth, Jonah Hill's character. And it's Jonah Hill slash Seth. I mean, Jonah Hill does an incredible job here. But Seth, I feel like, you know, I've always as someone who identifies some of my friends in Seth and specifically Brandon in Seth, I have always been one to big up that sort of character. Those are always my favorite people. Who are y'all's MVPs for this this movie? Did y'all pick the people that you identify with? Antonio is your is your MVP Jules we talked you were talking about Jules who is your MVP It's not
5: Jules it's the combination of Seth Rogen and and Bill Hader for me
2: Ooh, I like that I like that pick what about it what about them as as the officers really
5: just like their whole goofiness through throughout the movie where it's like Seth Rogen is still playing the cop in training like he points out yeah I've only been a cop for six months so he's you know, still kind of t- learning, and he's learning from Bill Hader, who you know, I don't know, would be the best example for a cop, where they're you know always take a always take a call at a bar because worst case scenario you get some free beer out of it. And
2: should we get it? Should we get a roadie? Should we get one? One for the? Should we get one for the road?
5: 13 for the road? <laughs> thirteen
2: for the road. Thirteen for the road. Yeah, thirteen beers. Yeah, thirteen yeah. beers. God, that but was then so
5: great. Just like that scene where. They're about to let you know McLovin, you know, shoot shoot at their gun, and they hear the sirens off in the distance. They're cops, and yet they're like cops. Yeah. <laughs> they yes. yes. Run into the yes. car to hide, and then you know them finding you know, crashing the party. I think Ryan posted a, a gif of this in in the Hangouts this morning or last night, as like yes the long dick of the arm. The long was, dick
0: of the law, the yeah,
5: long yeah, yeah, of the yeah, long, yeah. That'd
0: be Sorry. weird if it was the long dick of the arm. <laughs> the arm. <That'd> be-
2: <laughs> who among us?
5: And then they catch, you know, McLovin is like, McLovin, you're getting it on with that underage girl. And you know, yes.
3: they- and he just shakes his head, shakes his head repeatedly.
5: <laughs> and they apologize to him for blocking his cock, but then do him the solid. Like, now he's the bad guy, he's the bad boy.
0: Because who who amongst us? Wouldn't appreciate someone guiding our cock.
2: Yeah, did that was the thing. I remember that being a big deal whenever it came out. Like it, it made its way into our conversation. Was cock blocking a thing? Like a term that we used? Did this? was oh, this yeah, I've been of using cock the word. Blocking?
3: I've been using the word cock block since I was in high school, and I'm way. Oh, oh you've been guys.
2: okay. You've been blocking cock for a while. Okay. Oh, I <laughs> right. have
3: been. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. I, I didn't that,
3: know. That is one thing that I will not let Superbad claim. Well, I'm glad Superack can claim that it is the uh, creator of DTF, but it is definitely not the claim of cockblocking because apparently, Good lord! Oh, for what? Tell me, 1972. For cock block. Co- for, since for what? What was the first reference? Well, I'm, this is. I didn't go to high school in 1972. The only
2: the the earliest film reference that they list here is the classic David Spade 1999 movie Lost and Found.
3: Oh, I have, ne- I have never seen I've never seen No, that is one of those summer on Cinemax movies during oh, the day that's just playing. No, it's oh, not bad. Uh, during it's, the day? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. During the day. It, it's it's David Spade and the uh the love interest in Braveheart. She's the, the French girl. I can't remember her her the actress's name, but her and Sophie David Spade. Marceau. Sophie yes. Marceau. yes. They're in a movie it, it's actually it's a pretty it's a decent movie. It's you're you're at home during the summer it's on cinemax or hbo and it's playing you're like oh david spade let me see what this is about it's one of those
0: oh, movies <laughs>
3: wait
2: do no, you i do that?
0: can't remember the last time i ever said that about a david I spade. Was gonna
2: say, are, is that the thought process for, oh david I mean,
3: spade for, for me is it is like Jen yeah. when
2: she wanted me to watch Polly shore movies <gasps> hey
3: you know what i didn't i didn't say this and i'm and i wanted to i really appreciate you guys watching teen witch by the way
2: oh. hey listen I listen see- Oh, i see I smiles i see smiles on your it. faces
3: I have Brandon Watson. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Antonio. Appreciate you. Yeah, I would be an asshole. <laughs> you just went Dude. down one point on my friend list. Just saying. Ooh, okay. wow. You're if still number one by I, like
2: 155, but you're down one.
3: But if I did have an Instagram, you'd still be circled in green.
5: Yeah, but that's all that, I care about.
0: That's so important. I
3: just learned what that meant.
0: That's <laughs> well, so important. What is, what is, I don't have an Instagram because, again, I'd probably follow just always on it. But
3: <laughs> Neither do I. The, the you're, green you're,
0: circle
5: you and are mine, the our friend. circle
3: in green would be Mia Khalifa and Christy Mack. I'm just saying.
0: Brandon, who who is, who is your MVP? God, who is my MVP of... That's, you know what? For me, I think that... Emma Stone is probably very underrated in this film. And it's weird. She doesn't get a lot of screen time. We talk about Becca more, I feel like, than we do Jules. But, you know, like, Emma Stone, like, this launches Emma Stone's career. Like, this, it's it's crazy. First film role. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think, like, I feel like we, like, I feel like Becca is the ultimate goal in this movie. But Emma Stone... Emma Stone's jewels like I mean this this launches Emma Stone's career and it, it's sure crazy
2: this is one of those situations in which you watch a movie and you're like man that person that I'm seeing in this role and to your point Brandon it's a relatively small role but that person that I'm watching that's doing this like they have you know I it, I don't like the term the it factor but like you just watch some people and you see them in smaller roles in movies and you're like okay they're going to be somebody like they're going to do something.
4: I will say for 18 year old Emma Stone, 18, 19. She was, I think she was 19. Love her now. But I was like, can she turn her head and her bangs one more fucking Those time? Those
2: bangs. <laughs> like,
4: as a girl in high school, like I know what she 19, was doing. 19. Like I get it. Yes. Not that I did that in high school, but like.
2: Well, that's, that's another very she, 2007 thing. It is. is no. that hairstyle.
4: The hairstyle, like. The costume everything they wore looked extremely out of like it looked like they filmed at any high school in the time.
3: Right. In 2000 Which is
4: great because like cargo shorts. <laughs> cargo.
3: Since Nam. Okay. Right. Oh, that's oh coming. god, I meant to bring that up. I meant to bring that up. One of the funniest things that I was so embarrassed about when I saw this movie and he was like, No one's gotten a hand job in cargo shorts since Nom. I was shorts? wearing cargo shorts in the movie theater. <laughs>
0: And oh. it was the most.
5: I wear cargo shorts to this day.
0: We're gonna assume that you did not get a handjob in the cargo shorts. I did
3: not. I did not get
0: one. <laughs> she like looked down at the cargo shorts and she just like <laughs> silently
2: shook her oh, head. Oh, it was.
3: It was. It was one of those parts where you are like, "Oh my god, this movie's talking about me right fucking now." Oh no! But I think this movie. And rewatching it today, the only thing that I. Chain. And I know we're not there yet, but I just, because we're talking about it. And I, and I think Brandon, you brought up a great point about we focus more on Becca versus uh, Jules's character. Obviously, Ju- Jules is played by Emma Stone. Becca's played by Martha McIsaac. And the only other movie I can think of Martha McIsaac in is uh, oh, that the horror movie, the one, the last second house, or the yes, last house, house on the left. She had a, a, a smaller part in there, but it was a very effective part for the movie. But... I kept thinking, would this movie have been better with Anna Kendrick in that part?
0: Oh, boy.
2: Interesting. Boy. So, like,
3: think about how amazing that would have been with Emma Stone and Jules, Anna Kendrick and Becca's part. You keep Michael Sarah, of course. You keep Jonah boy. Hill. You keep... Man, you just talk about... That's a near-perfect movie. I
4: just... I feel like you have to pick a focus, and Emma Stone was...
0: Yeah, I think that's what, I think that's the problem with that, and and Jen's right is like you, Anna Kendrick might overshadow Emma Stone in this movie. Well, okay, if that were the case, all
2: of these people, it's one of those movies where basically everyone is pre their fame, essentially, you know, like pre peak versions of themselves, and only it's like, like everyone, everyone's hitting only the few of them. I mean, there's Jonah Hill who Michael obviously Sarah peaks later. Michael Sarah peaks, I think. I honestly, like Michael Dafnav? Sarah might peak in this movie. Um, to me, I'm I'm a big Pilgrim. fan of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so I think I think it it might be Scott Pilgrim. Um, but he doesn't get Scott Pilgrim
3: unless he does this film.
2: No, absolutely not. And you know, well,
4: for us as viewers as teenagers, seeing them in 2007, like this was kind of.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying is that like if you saw if Anna Kendrick was in here, I think that would work because it's like it's like a pre, you know, I don't know if who's seen rocket science, but like she was pretty young in rocket science. And it was one of those again, it was one of those things that I'm speaking to where it's like you could see somebody and and know that they're going to be somebody else. And I don't think that she would necessarily overshadow. I think it would be one of those things where, you know, it all sort of contributes to the whole. Everyone is very good in this movie, but they don't outshine each other. You know, it's not like a, oh my gosh, like I wish, you know, I wish, um I wish Jonah Hill didn't do as good of a job, you know, so that Michael Sarah could, could, you know, give some more. I think it just, I don't know. I think Anna Kendrick's personality, I think you're right. That's, a, that's an interesting, you know, we're, we're not I'd there like yet. I'd like to see her in the. I, yeah, we're not remake? there
0: yet, but I had to. The, do- <laughs> the remake of Superbad? She's
2: only 34.
0: She's only, only 34. Right, since we're, since we're remaking like, Starface, we might as well remake Superbad.
5: I've never seen Scarface.
0: You haven't, Antonio. How are we going to do a movie podcast? This is what's going on right now. Good
3: My MVP of the movie is Christopher Minnsplace as McLovin. <sighs> okay. He just he doesn't come into the movie until like 15 minutes into the movie and he just starts coming in just fucking guns a blazing, just What's up gangsters? I mean, just everything about his character, to me, I think that's what's aged the best about this movie, looking back at it from 2007 to now. He's he's fucking hilarious. And he was, like, sure, the peer pressure of, well, you gotta get us alcohol. He He goes through it. He does it. He delivers on it in the end. I mean, he's not embarrassed to his friends, which I thought was really cool. Like, when he was... I don't remember the, the, the character's name, but the super hot girl is wearing like the G string in the hallway. He checks her out and he's like, I told her what time it was or whatever. <laughs> like that's fucking funny because you had that friend that just didn't give a shit and would tell you his most embarrassing moment. I'm just like, McLovin is just to me my MVP. Just everything about him, his character.
4: No, I agree. No, I
3: yeah, Jennifer D. Jen's know, on my know, side.
4: No, yeah. Yeah. Well, everything he did in that movie, if you look at obviously how old he was, and I did 17. Yes. He was 17. Like, he did all this, like, baller ass shit as, like, a random ass kid who, like, got shit on by what were his friends. And, like, he didn't flinch once. They were mean as shit, and he just did not.
2: You did. What did you say when you were watching? You were like, "It looks like he's <laughs> he's looking down to walk towards his mark."
4: <laughs> he did. He looked like he like.
2: But that's part of the that's part of the charm of
4: because he the... was seventeen, right? He
3: was like a a, little
4: baby. a little baby. But
3: the character himself stuck up for himself in only certain ways that someone who has had friends like that can't stick up for themselves, like oh yeah so we're gonna room together or whatever why don't you go cry about it and it's like i've said <laughs> yeah. that before i've been that guy that has said why don't you go cry about it
2: that's how you have to that's how that, that's the only way to survive he essentially was the
4: only character i feel like that never showed like true weakness besides like when he got and he was like what the shit that's,
2: that's actually a- that's actually very true <laughs> he yeah he's never, the only one who never actually had a moment of like self-doubt or f- anything like, he, he was, was in the back just, of the cop
4: car they were like Yeah, let's hell yeah! We should get some road beers. And he's like, "You want to smoke this?" And he's like, "Yeah, like yeah." He flicks the cigarette and like all this shit. Like
2: the classic when when the car is like on fire and they're all like standing there watching it at the end. And he's just like, "Can we? Should we? Should we shoot it?" Like,
3: yeah. Can we? I don't know. I don't know. Can you? (laughs) And then he and then he turns the gun and starts just fucking unloading the magazine on it. Just like zero zero fucks given, he does it, and that's actually you know that was his last scene in the entire movie. So I'm glad they they ended because I know that was the one thing I think we talked at the beginning or in our conversation about how that storyline kind of felt a little bit different from the rest. I'm glad that that's where all three of those characters ended. You had Seth Rogen's character, Bill Hader's character, Mick Lovin's character just end right there with that just like triumphant. We set the cop car on fire. Fuck it. We don't care. Who gives a shit about tomorrow? It is what it is. And then these guys go on to tomorrow. I really appreciate how they wrote that into the movie.
4: I will say, I think Mick Lovin's character was like super necessary. Like Seth and Evan had their, I don't know, like their back and forth. Like Evan was like nice and like kind of like, I don't want to say a bitch, but like. (laughs) He was kind of Seth's bitch. And then Seth talked about a game and.
3: But you're right. But we, I think we've all had those uh, groups of friends before where you have, like, the two main, like, kind of alpha dogs of the group that they think they're big shit, but they're really not. And it's always that third yeah. or fourth guy, that that <laughs> that McLovin type that's like, fuck it, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Oh, and in this movie, it, it was very much like that. But in the most nerdiest way possible, which makes it just, to me, all that more enjoyable.
4: And he did everything kind of on his own. Like, he said, fuck it. He went and got the alcohol. He, like, rode with the cops. Like, he did this shit. He ends up fucking that girl. Like, and it's just like, all right, what up? Yeah. Like, he did it without complaining, without bitching, without being like... I don't know. He is the... No, that's uh, true. I mean, okay, that's the, the
2: thing. The I MVP. would never... I would never... I would never have... That's why... That's <laughs> legitimately... That's why I was like, listen, do not compare me to Fogel, because I couldn't have done anything that like in high school I wouldn't have done any of that shit okay first of all I wouldn't have gotten the fake ID second of all if I had the fake ID and we were standing outside and we were like oh my god I don't think I can do it like I have to buy like 150 dollars worth of alcohol I would not have gone in I would have st- stood outside in the parking lot and been like you know what honestly fuck this like I'm going home you guys we can't
3: know
0: you're me. Evan though yeah so so you
3: know, wait, wait, wait what did you just say what? you guys can't make me isn't that what Fogle says in the movie he does. he does. What do say you do about it? it? So you are like Fogel. He does yeah, exactly. So you are wait, Fogel. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Antonio, help me out with this. He just admitted Nick admit is
0: definitely Evan. If, if Yeah, if
3: Nick anybody. would be
5: Evan if anyone.
3: <laughs> so he carries a condom and lube is what you're saying. Listen, that's that whole hermicidal <laughs>
2: lube conversation kills me. Plastic. I had forgotten about it because it's one of those things that is hard to like – you know, it's not quotable because it's it's hard to to fit into normal conversation. But it was one of the funniest lines and scenes in that entire movie. Is just him like, oh, like you need thank thank when she does the when 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 Joe
0: Hill's like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> you foreign... <laughs> when they're when they're talking about that girl that graduated and they're talking about her breast and her breast reduction. I just yes. got to say, I got to catch a glimpse of these warlocks is something
5: that I definitely <laughs> yes.
0: try to work in. So yes. to my, to my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> I had
2: forgotten about that too. That whole, that whole scene, I had forgotten about that, that portion of the movie, that very brief portion of the movie where they're just like sitting there. And the thing, the thing about this movie is like, it's just, Honestly, it feels like self-contained little bits, essentially. Like, they're just uh, just two just two guys, mostly two to three guys talking a bunch of shit. And that's the best part. And that's why I get, I put in the outline, I get why McLovin is people's MVP. You know, it, it felt like when this came out, people were like, oh my God, this kid is hilarious. You know, um, he really steals the show, essentially. Like, that's a, that's a popular phrase, is like, he steals the show. And it's because he's in all of these scenes where they're just talking a bunch of shit at each other. And that's the best part to me, honestly, because it feels very real, because that's what high school is like. And honestly, that's what being friends with men is like now. Like, it's just talking a bunch of shit at each other.
5: And not having your back.
2: And not having
4: Out your of back. everyone. Or work. Seth and Evan had such strong goals. Like, they were so like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to fucking. Yes. Pound Vaj. Pound Vaj.
0: Vaj.
4: (laughs) But McLovin, like, he never had a goal pretty much throughout this movie, but he accomplished everything they wanted to do because he wasn't really fucking trying. Like, he just. No,
3: exactly. He just let the shit happen to him.
4: Yeah. And, like, he accomplished basically. Which, this, which is
2: bullshit, by the way. I just want well, to be clear. No, that's bullshit. That's not fair. Some of us try.
4: <laughs> uh, in the movie, I feel like Seth and Evan had their own...
0: Yeah, some of us try too hard. Yes, ex- exactly. Some of us try...
4: Way too hard.
0: And then some of us didn't try enough in high
5: school.
4: As for <laughs> the only female in here, we never really addressed. And it's one of my favorite entire scenes in the movie is the house party where hey, we're blood brothers. Yeah, <laughs>
5: the girl dances on his leg. Yes.
4: And period stained blood, whatever, yes. on his jeans.
3: Yes. Jody Hill is... <laughs> you, you guys are a little bit younger than me, and I had already lived through my college years. Oh, no. When I saw oh, this- oh, no. I don't like where no, this no, is no? going. No, 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 no. no, no I do. Let me ask. Let, me, let me ask. Let me ask. Okay. Please tell me this. When I saw that scene in this movie, I thought, fuck, is that something that can really happen because that (laughs) never happened to me all i kept thinking was like oh my god that makes so much sense that that could possibly fucking happen it never happened to me did it ever happen to any of you guys or girls since you're the only female on this jeffrey have you heard have have i have never
4: bled off no 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 have the
2: girls have the girls (laughs) that's good that's good
4: that's good
2: Same, no. same. By the way, same. I have never bled on anyone. Just so, wait, is clear. everybody pleading the fifth? What the fuck are we doing here?
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it's never, it's never happened to me. I, 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 I have I've never. Honestly, I've never heard of anyone. I've never heard of anybody that ever happening to. But when I, I mean, when that movie came out, absolutely, I thought that that was something that could happen. You know, I was concerned for my pants for forever. <laughs> if someday there was a girl that was going to dance on me. First. Oh second. Oh okay. <laughs> oh okay.
3: First of all, first of
2: all, that should happen all the time. Second of all, I don't think you were concerned at all. You <laughs> were like
4: <laughs> Comedically fantastic. Yes. Realistically disgusting. No, it just
5: Oh, okay.
4: Layers like there's oh no, no well
2: way that hey listen well hold on to, like, you eliminate that. the layers
3: you eliminate one of the layers and is it possible at that point? It is okay.
2: It is called
5: intercourse. Some people don't mind catch up on their hot dog. <laughs> <I'm
2: not. laughs>
4: Antonio, um, no, but I love that. Jennifer, scene.
5: did you have any other? I, did you
2: have any other questions that? Related to what anybody here has done.
4: Y'all did draw dicks in school, though, right?
2: Like, everybody drew dicks. Like, y'all all all drew dicks.
5: I never drew a dick.
2: None?
3: I never had a treasure chest of dick drawings in my lunchbox.
2: Well, okay, listen. There's a difference between having a treasure chest of dick drawings and drawing dicks. Now, obviously, at least one person here (laughs) drew more than one dick on something in high school brained
0: i see brandon's wheels <laughs> i don't wheels know who turning. that person would be <laughs> i see <laughs> <Brandon's> <laughs> wheels turning the the closest i ever got to something like that was i don't know if you guys remember that movie waiting what movie waiting no we don't, need to do. we don't need oh to do yes it. we're
2: not we're not doing the dick oh game. did y'all also, do the dick ge- it, we did the it, dick it, game first Wait, you did the no? dick game, right? Oh, dude, wow, we used to so, throw yeah.
3: the bra- we used to throw the brain at everybody.
2: Oh,
0: dude,
3: yeah, we used to play
0: the the dick game in high school.
3: Absolutely, that's all I'm saying. Was
4: this
2: only
3: with <laughs> men present? Right. Oh,
2: no,
0: no, 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 no.
3: Males, females were present, and then you'd be surprised how many females would say, "Oh my god, that actually does look like a fucking brain."
0: Right. This is like this is lots like of, when, lots when of bat wings took- in my day. <laughs> lots of lots of bat wings
4: things i did not know
3: but but jen did you ever draw dicks
4: me jen has yeah. a
3: dick right oh, yeah, there no,
4: no this is got a, like, a,
3: oh, a dicker you a, fly no you, no, you was, drew a dick this for this podcast i like part. it it was a
4: bd can it's I, big, show, dick, bandit. It oh, like big a dick bandit it looks like a butterfly
3: yeah mm.
2: can they see that is i that...
4: tagged that downtown oh a
0: wow yeah oh wow yeah okay yeah
2: it's not a big, veiny, triumphant bastard. Or well, anything.
0: That, um, Jen, can mean. that be the cover art for this uh, this podcast?
2: Brandon, you're telling me you didn't draw dicks on cars? Listen, all the time. <laughs> okay, I just okay. I
0: thought that we were all going to be honest about our dick drawing, and it was going to be you know everybody's going to come clean. I don't think you're I drew honest. a dick on a car.
3: I didn't. I think that uh, maybe some people never drew dicks because they were always afraid of somebody saying, is that what your dick looks like? So that's why you <laughs> didn't just draw a dick. I mean, let's be real. Oh, oh so you're circumcised? Oh,
5: okay. I would
3: have <laughs> and drawn it bigger. Jen, I'm very interested to know what your second or what your other questions were because the first one, awesome. Second one, what what would it be?
0: No, well, we
4: don't <laughs> You don't want to get to my second question?
3: I do. I wanna know but okay it's related to
0: the movie. You're just asking
4: No, because like in the movie, like he ran like what he's seventeen, eighteen years old. He says no one's gotten a hand job in cargo shorts since Nom.
2: Right. Uh-huh. On, One hilarious. Hilarious, yes. Very two,
4: funny. what's wrong with getting a hand job in cargo shorts? Exactly. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yes, I knew.
2: I knew Antonio would be the one to have that response.
5: As a, somehow, as a cargo somehow. short wearer, exactly. I thought that would
4: make it easier. Is it the overall appeal of cargo <laughs> that is like unhandjobbable?
2: See the thing. No, the thing is, is it that the it's the look it's, of the short. It's an attractiveness thing. It's like no one, no one who wears cargo shorts. It was two
4: thousand seven.
3: All I remember thinking about was at this point was. Two things. I leaned over and I asked, I was like, are cargo shorts out of fashion right now? What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, I did legitimately ask that. I do remember legitimately asking that question. Asked? I was like, yes. Oh, I did. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with cargo shorts? Exactly. Oh, no. That I still ask
5: that today. Oh,
3: no, dude. 2007, I leaned right over and I was like, what the fuck did that mean? What, what's wrong with cargo shorts? I had oh. the, like the Ralph Lauren polo cargo shorts. Those motherfuckers were $50 a pair. Hey, listen.
5: I, and comfortable. You're, listen, you're
3: laughing. No, no, no.
2: I'm yes. not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk shit because because you I dressed like I dress. No, I I I mean I didn't own Ralph Lauren cargo shorts, but like I dressed like a like a piece of shit for most of my high school and um college experience. And then one of the like gateway things to me dressing a little bit better, I was very proud to own a pair of fucking cargo shorts. And I was like, "Yes, like I don't look like a fucking idiot because I'm not wearing like I have shorts that aren't like athletic shorts that I can wear outside." And then at like three months after that, I was like, "Oh no, these are not.
3: <laughs> oh no, uh, Superbad <laughs> told me these aren't cool anymore."
2: No, it wasn't even super. That's the that's the embarrassing thing is it was after Superbad had already had the joke about nobody getting a hand job in cargo shorts. And it was like three years after that, where I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some cargo shorts, honestly. Like, that'll, <laughs> that'll really kick things off here. That's what I need.
3: So, Antonio, yes or no, have cargo shorts ever been
5: unsuccessful for you?
2: Antonio, tell me about you getting a hand job in cargo shorts.
5: Remember that story I told you at Shiners? You were wearing cargo shorts? Yep.
2: Antonio, clearly, clearly, we have learned. That you can, you know, uh, it's not just since Nam, I guess. Nam. Um,
4: okay. Anyways, it's there... weird because like for a girl and guy's perspective, it's very entertaining, but there's more than just like them trying to have sex with a girl before leaving high school. It's their friendship, they think, is ending.
2: Oh, I don't want to get, think... I don't want to oh, get. We're not there yet. Well, I don't want to get to the friendship thing because that's going to shut Antonio down. Want... No, I'm just gonna shut Antonio down because he don't want to talk to about. don't okay. want to talk about friendship. That's fine. Go ahead. Anyone have any small roles that they really liked in this movie? Anybody that was just like in it for less than less than even than like
0: Emma Stone? If, so if we're talking about small roles, I guess then we have to talk about um, oh God, what's his name who actually hits Seth with the uh, with his car? Oh, Joel Luchlio, yes, right, yes. Spurring the whole like them going to the to the part to that party and then the period blood scene like doesn't happen oh. if he doesn't get hit by the car to begin with.
2: Yes, yes. He's like, here, take all the money I have. Seven dollars. <laughs> what are you <laughs> eight? To do Seven
3: dollars. His best part is when he uppercuts that guy Mark, and he's like, I didn't want to have to do that. I didn't want to have to. <laughs> you, let t- you let the tiger out. You let <laughs> the tiger out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that in terms of small roles, definitely Joe Joe's character was was another highlight of the movie.
3: You know, I didn't notice Dave Franco the first time or the couple times I've seen this movie. I noticed him this time when I watched it. I noticed Clark Duke. I was like, oh, yeah. it's Clark. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, look at him. Yeah. Looks the <laughs> fucking same. Way to go. It really does. You know, I, I was I was doing a couple things while I was having this movie play in the background. I didn't see Danny McBride, but I know that he's in this movie.
2: Yeah, he's in the background. It's barely yeah.
3: there. Yeah. I just I, I just didn't see that, but um Him and
2: Martin Starr, like they're in this I mean, Danny McBride is not in the room whenever Michael Sarah does the singing. Martin oh, Starr is. He's sitting there just, you know, vibing to vibing to Michael Sarah singing. Um Oh, what is michael saying these eyes
3: these, these eyes. eyes i will say i will say that is the one thing from the trailer that i wanted to see that i didn't see in the film is when he does the like the little dance thing yes. it's yes. actually yes. not in the film it's not in the un- unrated version of the film and i kept waiting for it and i was like ah oh, it didn't happen i just remember, <laughs> i don't know why i just that trailer yeah. just sticks in my mind that I was feel a,
4: like This is the only movie I'd want to see every deleted scene.
3: Yes, because you could probably
4: make an entire movie out of every deleted scene that they made.
2: Like, yeah, it feels very informal, and I, I'm sure the fu- the funny stuff, even the stuff that got cut, was funny. Does anybody have any thoughts on Seth Rogen? Just very briefly, what's everybody's Seth Rogen peak? Peak Seth Rogen.
3: Peak Seth
0: Rogen. To
3: me, it's funny people. Oh, you're a funny people
2: person.
0: Oh no, because funny people's not okay. Yeah, say
2: it, Brandon. Say funny people's not good. Say it. Say <laughs> the words. Say the words. Say it. let the words come out of your mouth. I'm not gonna. I'm not- I won't. I'm not gonna do that. Funny
0: people's not that good.
3: That that's fine. I I think, but I think funny people is peak Seth Rogen for what he intended. He wanted his career to be, mm. and then it just and it happened. To, it happened to go further than what I think even he anticipated it becoming that's a that's the biggest fucking flex hey i started writing a movie at 13 it got fucking made i mean so incredible so incredible and that's i i created a movie that is one of the greatest comedies of this century when i started writing it at 13 like top that shit to quote teen witch but i think he envisioned himself as being like a a a writer for a comedian like in funny people and then just having a career piggyback off of that. I think that's what okay. he envisioned his apex of his career being. It just happened to go in a different direction. But that's why I, I appreciate funny people.
2: Okay, that makes sense. I See, that's the thing is that like, I don't think this is a flex necessarily in the sense that, I mean, part of it is a flex because it's so good and it's based on something that he wrote. But part of it is a flex because like at this point he somehow got a movie. I mean, this is around the same time as Knocked Up. It's in the same year, yep. and Knocked Up is, a, you know, also a success. And mm-hmm. basically, he's just, you know, he he has proven himself to the point where he can he can be like, listen, my passion project, this story about me when I was a kid and my best friend. I want to make that into a goddamn movie, which is wild. I mean,
3: that's crazy. I,
2: I've as someone who has been a fan of movies for since I was thirteen or probably before then. I have wanted to make a movie about my life. Everyone thinks about that thing, but he sure, yeah. made it he made it happen. And it's and like you're saying, the other half of that equation is that it's so goddamn good. This is close to
3: peak. So you think this is Seth Rogan's peak?
0: I think for me peak Seth Rogan is gonna be like knocked up. So like knocked up like you said, knocked up comes out same year as yes. um but he, I mean, he's, he's the focal point of Knocked Up. I mean, you got Pineapple Express a year later. Um, so maybe, you know, those two kind of peak mm. Seth Rogen in that, you know, you've got those, those two movies. He's the focal point of it for the most part. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that to me is peak Seth Rogen.
3: Antonio, what do you think?
5: Uh, Yeah. So I was looking at his IMBD right now to kind of, pinpoint it and it's between pineapple express for me and i don't know maybe i just have a bad taste in movies but i'm gonna go neighbors
2: no neighbors is great i was gonna you were gonna say green like hornet. yeah yeah listen if you want to talk about if you want to talk about michelle gondry's green hornet spectacular in its failure we can yeah, talk about
0: it. that's a fucking terrible
3: movie Jen, what do you think? What do you think? Peak Seth Rogen.
4: Honestly, I was very surprised. What was it? What was the movie we just saw with um, Long Shot? Seth Rogen is a character who is more. kind of taken more seriously. Like,
3: You're saying I you really know? enjoyed Long Shot.
4: Yeah, like, he was. He wasn't like. I mean, you can. Those movies are easy to get away with, I feel like, with the character he brings. But, like, in Long Shot, like, he.
2: Oh, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, this is yeah, like the, the most that he's performed, I guess. As a person. Right, right. Yeah, I can see that. He I wasn't can see just that. Like, and he does really well in it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And no, that movie was actually really
2: good. Yeah, surprisingly
0: good.
4: He wasn't just like stoner, funny, right. whatever. Like he
0: playing was, but I mean, like he's yeah, also. Kind of. but... I forget that he did 50-50 as well. And...
4: Oh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Everyone Levitt. forgets yeah.
2: about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Just nobody has been so erased good. from pop culture quicker than Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: <laughs> yeah, 5050 50, 50 was a great movie. It, well, it was a good movie. I'm going to say it's a great movie, but it, was a it wasn't movie. a great movie. It was. It's a good movie. It was it was a pretty good movie and then also in the same like 2007 2008 kind of Zack and Mary Make a Porno, um underrated. Very underrated. People don't talk about Zach and make a porno, and it's really funny.
3: So for Jonah Hill, this is not his peak. Michael Sarah, are we on the fence about that?
2: I think Michael Sarah. I think this is his peak.
3: Yeah,
0: he he does uh, Scott Pilgrim, and then he does um, Juno.
3: I think Juno was his peak.
0: From 2007 to 2010, Michael Sarah does Superbad. He does Juno. He does year one. He does he does Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. Are you are we standing are we standing for year one on this podcast, Brandon? Year like, one is funny as shit, man. No, oh, no. Yes it is. Oh Watch it. year one Watch is funny as shit. Uh, but he does Youth and Revolt and then Scott Pilgrim. So I think like from two thousand seven to two thousand ten, like Michael Sarah was was on a roll. Okay. Year one included.
3: Christopher mintz Plas, what do we think? kick-ass
0: very funny and kick-ass uh he also has uh that oh god what is uh what is that one movie that he does uh grown-ups or? role models role models role models is funny as shit that's a that's a funny movie
3: we will we will at some point in our podcasting careers we will talk about role models
5: fuck paul rudd that's your little teaser
2: wow okay
3: listen Paul Rudd's fucking amazing okay take out all the Marvel shit he's still amazing Uh, Bill Hayer this is definitely not his peak no. Seth Rogen we discussed uh, Martha McIsaac I would say this is probably her peak
0: probably sure. yeah probably
3: and there's nothing wrong with that if you could say no. the super bad is the peak of your career amazing. unfortunately
0: for her she had Emma Stone in the same movie and that's exactly you know Emma Stone.
2: I feel like there needs to be a, a a like a separate like there needs to be an Emma Stone Here, comedic. Yes, then, okay. And a serious peak. Because, okay. All right. Because she's got range.
3: Oh, she definitely has range. range
2: for days. So we need to divide this up. Because I mean underrated,
0: easy A. Oh. I was gonna say her peak is her comedic peak is easy A.
3: Her peak in general is easy A.
0: In general, she
3: won a goddamn Oscar. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Not her peak. I think the turning point of her career was Easy A. Easy A got her everything else.
0: Okay, oh, so you didn't appreciate her in Zombieland. I was gonna say we
2: we're gonna talk shit about Zombieland. I think Zombieland got her Easy A.
3: I think either Easy A or I think Crazy Stupid Love mm-hmm. was really oh, good. for her. Yep.
0: Boy, talk about a movie. I absolutely love Crazy Stupid Love. I I love I love. Look at that! Uh, You're like smitten the,
3: by Crazy Stupid Love. Look at you, Brandon.
0: I, listen, I just I love I love all of these movies where like you have all of these great actors and actresses, and I love when the stories are all interwoven and shit. I love that. As a as a as an aside, real quick, uh, if we don't do that awkward moment eventually on this podcast, I'm going to be very upset.
5: Is that one of the movies you guys showed me? Uh, I think we did. Yes, we did show you that awkward moment. Oh, yeah. My guy, Zach. He had that feeling session at the end.
0: Michael B. Jordan? Yes, yes.
5: I thought that was sadder than the Coco scene.
2: What's Peak
4: Emma Stone, Okay, First of all, don't ruin it, Antonio, because I haven't seen Coco, but that movie wasn't that sad.
2: What,
5: Coco? Oh, well, Coco isn't that sad either as a Mexican.
0: Coco is sad. We're not doing this right now.
5: Okay. Oh well, you're white and racist, so I don't know that you'll associate with it.
0: Are you talking about me, <laughs>
4: yes. Antonio?
2: It sounded like he said you. Were, he said white and racist. I think that only applies to one person here.
3: He was talking about me or your Brandon. Into- <laughs> <That's least true. laughs>
2: you're still fucking white. That's still white. You can't be a minority Anyways, of I minority. Anyways, <laughs> I say Zombieland.
4: Zombieland,
2: Zombieland. Yeah. Pink, pink
4: because Emma Stone, she was barely, comedic a Stone. I wouldn't say barely and super bad. She was a decent part, but Zombieland, she
2: right, she was there. Thrived. Yes. Yes.
3: I feel like. Antonio, what do you think?
5: Uh, I was kind of on board with you with uh, Crazy Stupid Love.
2: Okay. Okay. Jonah Hill. What is Jonah Hill's peak? This oh, is Wolf not of it. Wall
5: Street. Twenty One Jump Street. Is it?
2: 20, I think I think Wolf of Wall 21. Street. 21. 21. Antonio? Yeah. Okay. Wolf of Wall Street. Brandon, what do you got?
0: I. Oh, boy. Jonah Hill's peak. I'm going to yes. probably go with Moneyball. Or. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Moneyball. I'm going to go Moneyball for serious Jonah, Jonah Hill and then get him to the Greek for chubby Jonah Hill because there seems like he thins down when he's going to yeah. do something serious. So. I'm going to go Moneyball and then get him to the Greek.
2: Okay. Interesting. Hmm.
3: Moneyball is one of my all-time five. It's in my top five of all-time movies, and I just didn't think of Jonah Hill in that, and he was great, but I just think him. I just, as Donnie Azoff in The Wolf of Wall Street, I just can't unsee (laughs) that. I really can't. Oh, my God. Teeth, uh, the... Steve Madden. Like I just can't I just can't unsee any of that. It's so
5: good. I guess I'm just too in, too into baseball to not. I thought Moneyball was fine. But I guess living on the West Coast, I'm a little jaded by like the Oakland A's, you know. I, I I'm bothered by the historical inaccuracies of Moneyball.
2: I was going to say, if we, if, we, if we start out with essentially what I assume Antonio's take is fuck Billy Bean, and I don't... No, don't no, to, no. We don't uh, need to go No, down. no,
5: no. Listen, as as someone who grew up, who lived in Southern California in 2002 when the A's won 20 in a row, uh, just so you guys know, the Angels won 18 of 20 or 21 in that same stretch, but whatever. Yeah, who gives a shit, um,
0: though? We didn't make a movie about it.
5: Way to go, Mike Sosha. <laughs>
2: Mike, keep, keep Mike.
5: Sir. We make it out like Billy Bean was the reason that all, that all happened. And we, you know, fo- the movie focuses on like Scott Hatterberg and, Chad Bradford, which sure, Chad Chad Bradford was a fine reliever and Scott Hatterberg was a serviceable replacement for Jason Giambi, but we're just going to ignore the contributions of fucking Tim Hudson, Mark Mulder, and Barry Zito. Like shit, I'd be a great general manager if I had those three as my top three starters and then fucking Corey Lytle as my number four, like come on. And Miguel Tejada is the fucking MVP of 2002. Yeah, I'd be a hell of a general manager. And like we make out like David Justice to like be you know some scrub in two thousand one, like he still had a little pop in that back. Come on, guys. But that that that's all I have to say about two thousand one, the two thousand two Oakland A's team. I am so ready to do Moneyball.
0: Yeah, I I can't wait till we do fucking Moneyball. Jesus Christ.
2: So so just to get back on the Jonah Antonio, what is it about Twenty One Jump Street that really? Why is that? Very briefly, what is why is that the best? Because I agree. I think 21 Jump Street is probably peak Jonah Hill.
5: Yeah, uh, 21, and then I, I don't think that 22 Jump Street gets the respect that it It deserves. really doesn't. Listen, uh, has
2: everyone seen 22 Jump Street here?
5: Oh, absolutely.
2: Because Schmidt Fucked the Captain's Daughter is... Schmidt Fucked the Captain's
5: Daughter. That might be peak Channing Tatum.
2: It's an iconic <laughs> scene to me. When Even before that... Before that, when when they when they show up, when he shows up to like bring your parents day,
0: and it's ice cube,
2: <laughs> and he's just staring <laughs> across at
0: him. Jonah Hill, real fast, also honorable mention has to be accepted, which is also super underrated, probably because Justin Long carries the film, but Jonah Hill in the hot dog costume yelling, "Ask me about my wiener." That's- Weena. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Also yes. great. Just Pete Jonah Hill.
2: Yes, boy. I had forgotten, forgotten about accepted. I forgot. Actually. I mean, I forgot that Jonah Hill was in Accepted. acceptance. That's a great, great movie. Um, I want to segue real quick and hit some. Um, does anyone have any substitutions here? We
0: talked about in Kendrick. Wait till you hear Nick's take on Anna Kendrick cuz it's fucking wrong. She's overrated.
2: I think she works in this role.
3: Those are fucking
0: fighting words, but okay, well. Yeah, he's I definitely fucking wrong about it. I just
2: don't think she's got I don't I just, she doesn't have the range. Listen, I love I'm listen, pro pro pitch perfect, pro up in the air, you know? Pro um boy oh,
4: we just saw the Mr. Wright's
2: good. Um Rocket Science was good. She was good in that. But the one with, um, Blake, Lively. The was one with Blake Lively and um, the homie from Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, what was that? Called? She um, was
3: awesome in The Accountant. Okay, go ahead. Go on.
2: Listen, you're going to have to get Derek back on the pod to talk about how good The Accountant is because you're not going to get it from. <laughs> 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 because uh, this is also not really a pro Ben Affleck.
3: I enjoyed the Pitch Perfect movies. I think Up in the Air was great. She's had a lot of misses lately. I'm sorry. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I saw that on my birthday a few years I like ago. And and that was a great movie. That was a good movie. I was gonna say not a good movie, movie. it was it was that. an entertaining movie, but it was not good.
0: You know, I feel she Anna Kendrick definitely has had some misses. Um, table nineteen, fucking terrible.
3: But, but think about it. it. But what I said in Bad, put her in the Becker role, she fucking kills. Oh, yeah. And, sure. and it just adds to that. It adds to that lore of this movie being the movie that launched, like, look at all these yeah. careers it launched. Yes. Emma yes. Stone, Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, so on and so forth. So,
5: the, the only replacement I had on mine was, I think I said I would replace Bill Hader with Rob Riggle. That's a hard no on my
3: part.
0: No, okay. Do you have a wait? Oh, do you not like Rob Wriggle? I no,
3: I actually really like Rob Wriggle. I just if you had asked me this a couple years ago, rewatching this movie, I would have said, Yeah, oh absolutely. Put Rob Wriggle in there. But now after my appreciation for Bill Hader and in watching the, the series Barry, I'm like, oh man, you gotta you gotta leave Bill Hader in there. That's that's peak Bill.
2: Like I feel it.
4: like you and that sounds bad, but I feel like you could almost replace Seth Rogan's
2: With who? Character.
4: I don't know yet. But he was directing and doing all this shit like He didn't direct. Or whatever he did. I don't know. Wrote but it like and, yeah. yeah. It was his movie, but like I think Bill Hader did great. I think it's weird for him to be in his own movie, like not weird, but like I think you could put in
2: Right. His uh, role is the I'm most replaceable think.
3: though. So you You put in thinking? Danny McBride. Actually, Ryan, what the fuck? <laughs> I love me some Danny McBride. I swear to God, he's fucking underrated.
2: Right. As the other cop would have been good. I can see it.
3: I, uh, I can
2: see it. Danny McBride like.
3: No, put 2011 Danny McBride like after first season of Eastbound and Down, put him in that yeah. role. And you're. this is a completely different movie, but it's Awesome. But he
2: doesn't, then he doesn't play the like new cop role. You'd have to, you'd have to rewrite. Yeah, something would get rewritten there. You might have to swap
3: those two spots. (laughs) I think that was the only thing that was, not that I didn't
4: love everything that happened in Superbad, but the most, I guess, unrealistic uh, amongst most of it, but was Seth Rogen as a cop.
2: Interesting.
4: Bill Hader, I can see him as a cop. Right. But being like oblivious as he was.
2: Hmm. Or not,
4: because they knew he was underage. They just wanted to right. relive wanted to their youth. A, right, right, right. Because right.
3: men, I don't know. But one of the best jokes in the movie actually is because of Seth Rogen when he's like, oh, he looked like me. Okay, so an African Jew. <laughs> it's like peak Seth Rogen right there in the writing.
2: Yeah, and you could tell you could tell that that was um, improvised because Bill Hader breaks.
3: Oh, Absolutely. Like, Hater laughs
2: whenever he says we're looking for an African Jew because he does not expect him to say that. That's and that's fantastic. In,
3: in a in a hoodie, okay, okay, all right, all right. Good luck on your veterinary exam.
0: Which and I, I feel like the uh, the 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 liquor store clerk. She I feel like she's in a bunch of Judd Apatow movies, but that's pretty much it for her career. Like I, I can't remember seeing her in anything else, but I feel like she's. If I'm not mistaken, I think she does. Forty-year-old um, uh, virgin. I know she's in. Shit, she's in like a. Bu- I feel like she's in a bunch of just, like, those types of like the Judd Apatow movies. Um right. And hmm. then we just kind of don't see. We don't. I mean, I don't think she's done anything else after just like hey
2: yeah she was in she was in 40 year old virgin she was in this is 40 she was in um stepbrothers
3: she That's was she dad. was one of the the uh, they were trying to sell the house and she was one, yes, <laughs> one of the buyers the yeah She's i got got
0: remember the funky fresh lawn for you and your homeboys to play on yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what else you got for us nick
0: uh, I don't know.
2: Is there anything else that you guys are there scenes? Are there quotes? Are there bits?
5: At scenes uh, is that scene where Evans where he finally gets to the party and they're all telling him, oh, Becca's, you know, been talking about you all night and blah, blah, blah. You know, and he's like, oh, really? Has she just been talking about how great of a guy I am? It's like, nah, she, you know, more or less just like wants to fuck you. And he's like, oh, well, she's drunk, you know, That wouldn't that be Amor? It's like, not if you're drunk too. And so that's where he's kind of in the bathroom just like trying to get drunk and like hyping himself up. It's just like, you know. But I've definitely been in the restroom inebriated no, I, and absolutely. been like, all right, once you get out of here, you're going to go do this. Listen to me.
2: You listen to me, you're the man. You're
5: hyping yourself up in that bathroom, you know, to do whatever it is you're going to do. Like, maybe you're going to make that move.
3: You're you're pulling a cruel intentions and looking yourself in the mirror saying,
5: get it together, you pussy. More or less. And so as I was rewatching this movie earlier this week, I was like, yeah, I have been there before. I feel you, Evan.
2: (laughs) My guy, my guy. (laughs) You got any scenes? Any quotes? Anything that didn't get brought up that you want to talk about?
5: People don't
0: no. forget. People
2: don't forget. That's your. That's your. That's your takeaway. People that don't forget. That was
0: that. I mean, the scene with Dave Franco uh, is. I mean, if I think that if anything has been quoted more over the years, I think people don't forget. Is
2: yes, for, one for <laughs> yes,
0: Absolutely. One of those things that, uh, that that gets brought up a lot. Um. Yeah. That.
2: What do, you, what do you take away from? What do you take away from this movie? I mean, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off from me asking you this question because I'm going to take t- take some of these things. I took a hell of a lot of quotes to incorporate into my own friendships away from this movie. Like I feel like I took a lot of that. That 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 and I feel like I took away I don't know I just um I talked about this at the beginning but it was just it was really heartening to see like myself this was like the first time that I saw myself on a on a movie screen or in a movie it was weird I don't I representation as far as like a personality thing wasn't a thing I hadn't I hadn't really seen that in a movie before this and it was like oh shit like people people are making movies about things that I'm going through that's pretty dope Brandon what did you take away from this movie
0: I think To me at the end of the day it's just It's it's a great Friendship um, I feel like there's There's a lot of There's a lot of those that get made But I think that Superbad was Special in that it was a It Perfect it's, it's the perfect time it's It's I'm in high school I have Friends in high school you know we're coming up To that point where a lot, we're going off to college and we're going off to different colleges and we're also going off to do other things. And, um, we're not always, you know, this point in our lives, it, it just, it, it resonates for me because you know, this, this one day in their high school life is probably, it, it felt very important to them. And I, I think to me, this movie ultimately, you know, like just, it just, it, It's so nostalgic. It just makes me think of high school and, you know, all of the good times that we had in high school and slightly after high school, too. Um, And for me, this movie just is the quintessential definition of friendship and high school friendship.
2: Antonio, what did you take away from this movie? Because I feel like you didn't take away friendship.
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hated all of you around the time this uh, movie came out. <laughs> uh, no, just the relatability of it. Because even if I don't want to say that I didn't live this through high school, because I feel at some point I did uh, just through the friendship that w- we all had. Ryan excluded. No offense, Ryan. You're my best friend. <laughs> no, But uh, if, we were, too, if we were
2: friends, we when you graduated college and we were still in high school, that would have been great.
3: <laughs> I think you and I laying together in a sleeping bag and me going boop to your nose. I think that would have been a little
5: weird, but oh, only, only friend. I would have been okay with that. I was going <laughs> to say Antonio wouldn't,
2: wouldn't like that for anyone, but okay. Uh,
5: but even, even if you don't, even if you didn't like live the super bad lifestyle, I guess, for lack of a better term, Like you could still relate to it. You would even as a high school kid, you still remembered hearing about those stories or you could very easily imagine all of this happening, you know, where some, you know, someone that has the fake ID that would have had that wild story.
3: Oh,
2: absolutely. And,
5: you know, so it's just the relatability of it is probably what I take away from it the most. Jennifer, what Mm -hmm.
2: did you, uh. What did you take away from this movie?
4: Oh, I got to see my first dick. All those drawings.
3: <laughs> wait,
4: wait, 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 wait,
3: <laughs> I might just put that in the intro. <laughs> I was going to say, that's
2: the intro. That's the intro.
4: Overall, it's a friend bonding movie. What? I'm just interested in like Because like, like...
2: it feels very real for us as guys and it's... as like dirty, disgusting, crude yeah, but people, it... but... What was it I like as, as a girl watching certain girls, it? girls,
4: like, I didn't take it away as that. Like, I wasn't like, ew, they're gross. Like, no, it was like a, all right, they're friends, and, like, the girls have their own friendships and strengths, and it's, like, it's 2007 teenagers. We are not nearly in the same, I don't know, ballpark as 2020 teenagers. Right, yeah. Because that's not fair. Sure. They all look good. It's weird
2: they're all fucking Riverdale kids yeah it's weird everyone's a model yeah
5: they didn't have Iraq
2: they didn't have Iraq
5: 2020 teenagers
2: damn you you, damn you Saddam you made me
5: ugly (laughs) Ryan what did you take away from it and then we'll go into our rating system
3: so I graduated college in August of 2007. my roommate and I'm sure he'll listen to this we've we've done that before where we've gotten so fucking drunk where you fall asleep next to each other in the same kind of bed you just pass the fuck out and you're like bro i love you and boop on their like forehead or their nose like i've lived that and it was really funny to see that on screen happen something along the same lines and then understanding hey you know what it's it's normal to feel this way about one of your best friends it's normal to to, to feel this way about someone you truly care about. And I think at the end of the day, that's, that's what I took away from it because like you said, teenagers are different in 2007 than they are today. Everyone's cool with one another. And yeah, I can tell you, I can tell my best friend, I love him. Yeah. He's my bro. He's my dude. I, you know, 13, 14, 15 years ago, you didn't hear that a whole lot. It was, it was quote unquote weird if you said that. And what I took away from it is it's always been okay to feel that way about your closest best friends.
2: That's one of the timeless aspects of it, you know, watching it now as opposed to I mean and watching it then it was just normalized expressions of emotions as as male friends, you know, friends in general, I guess, you know, I don't know exactly I feel like girls are more positive in the way that they talk to each other, whether or not, they or not, But you know, guys don't guys don't have that conversation. It was nice. It was good to see. I've never I've never personally laid down in a sleeping bag next to another guy friend that I have and booped him on the nose. But no, you haven't done it yet.
3: I wish I wish I could. Oh, that's going to be fun. Ratings. I I. what do you think? Nick, you go first. Okay. this is a this is a
2: four for me. This is this is pretty easy. Just just as a reminder, I guess we should we should do that for at least a couple of episodes. The four point system. Antonio, as the originator, as the inventor of the four point system, would you like to describe the four point system
3: for us?
5: Yes, I would. So a one is you would not rewatch it or recommend this movie. A two, you would maybe rewatch it, but wouldn't recommend it. A three, you would re-watch this movie and recommend it if asked about the movie. And a four, you would recommend it and provide an unsolicited recommendation.
2: This is a four for me. I don't mind giving this an unsolicited recommendation at all. It's one of the funniest movies. You know, we talked about it. It's it's me. And it is it is my pick for coming of age comedy. And it's just oh god, it's just everything about it is so, so good that I would be it would be impossible for me not to recommend this movie.
3: Jen, what do you think?
4: Absolutely nothing wrong with this movie. <laughs> it's never not funny. I I could watch it 10 years from now and still laugh just as much. Casting, spot on. Even the small roles. Yes. That are now larger stars, like all those names. Yeah. yeah, like Emma Stone, like everyone. And this was only what, 13 years ago? Yes. Not even that long.
2: No. I mean, I said this. I said this to Jen. Emma Stone won an Oscar 10 years after performing in this movie for best actor. That's wild.
4: There, There's nothing bad or wrong or it's a perfect movie.
2: Perfect. Movie. Perfect comedy.
4: Nope.
3: Perfect. Jonah Hill nominated for an Oscar five years after this movie. I mean, sure. incredible. True. Yeah. So you're giving it a four, Jen?
4: Yeah. What's her face? Who did? Whoever did casting.
3: Perfect. Perfect. Solid. Brandon, what you got?
0: This one's. Uh, this one's definitely going to be a four. Uh, it is a movie that I would definitely buy.
3: Antonio, on your awe, on your amazing rating system, what do you got this as?
5: Okay, so I'm going to say. To, for brand and scale, it's a buy because that's the only way I was able to watch it this week because it wasn't on Netflix or Hulu unless you had the Showtime add-on. And luckily, I had it on DVD, so I was able to watch it. So it's a buy. Well, let's say 2007 to 2015, Antonio would have rated it a four. 2016 and on, I'm going to say it's a three because I need to know my audience. I was speaking with my coworkers. I told them that I had rewatched super bad this week and they talked about how how much they love the movie and then I they at the same time unsolicited said if they redid that movie within the last three years it probably wouldn't be as successful as it is so because it would depend on who I'm speaking with I'm gonna say it's a three in 2020.
3: For me, it's a, it's a, like, I, I, I can't sum it up any better than I put it in the, in the outline. It's a solid four, solid cast, solid dialogue. You will laugh your ass off starting from scene one all the way until the very end. So, Jen, Fogel, Evan, Seth, you got to marry one, fuck one, kill one. Go.
2: Ooh, interested. I'm interested in that answer. Well, do I get it for my
4: answer?
2: <laughs> yeah, you got it. Do you have mm-hmm. it already? you have it already are you uh, yeah are you are you good yeah okay what do you got
4: i mean marry evan fuck fogle and kill seth
2: interesting wow Wow. okay interesting i mean the mary the mary part is easy to me but what did you say antonio
5: makes sense
2: (laughs) yeah if i were to swing that way yeah
5: I, i would
2: not for him you do that yeah you do that okay. if i
5: were to swing that way yeah Blood
4: no
2: i mean i'm i'm fucking seth i guess i don't know Blood brothers i don't know brandon brandon
0: who are you who are you fucking uh probably you? probably fucking seth mary and evan Dylan fogel i'm
3: yeah. with brandon i got, I got brandon.
0: brandon all the way got, that's what i'm talking about <laughs>